Welcome listeners, but take heed. We will say whatever we need to share our knowledge, thoughts, and joy, and even things that do annoy. So join us now, but be aware, we have a tendency to swear. We'll dial it back a little bit, but frankly, we don't give a shit. Welcome to For Fox Sake, a Harry Potter book movie compare and contrast podcast. I'm Ellen, and today I have both Carly and Katie with me. Hello. What's up, bitches? Welcome back, Katie. Hi. It's good to be back. We're so excited to have you. Yeah. Let's fly into the Phoenix flashback. Last week, we covered the very end of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. The second half of Chapter 38, The Second War Begins, and the barely corresponding film scenes. Harry and Luna have a much-belated heart-to-heart during the end-of-year feast. She assures Harry, and all of us really, that all things come back to us in the end, even if it's not in a way that we expect. The movie ends on a happy note of Harry thinking it's nice that they have something that Voldy doesn't. Meanwhile, the book takes us on a journey back to London. Draco, Crab, and Goyle end up a bit sluggish on the train. The trio returns to King's Cross to find the whole order is there. They have words for the completely shocked Dursleys, who somehow are still bewildered that what they do to Harry every summer is unacceptable. Harry smiles and leads the Dursleys out of the train station, off to enjoy what he hopes will be a short stay with the Dursleys. During episode 190, everyone experiments at Hogwarts. Our Potter pondering was... Do you prefer Harry's Something Worth Fighting For from the movie or the scene of Mad-Eye threatening Vernon with his magical eye from the book? G'day, guys. It's Jackson here with my Potter pondering for this week. What do I think of Harry's Something Worth Fighting For versus the absolute humiliation and comeuppance of the Dursleys? Honestly, what do you think I'm going to say by this point? It's bullshit. There is so much that is left out, but oh my god, the comeuppance of Vernon Dursley being scared the fuck out of by Moody's magical eye, damn, we were built on that. What the fuck, Warner Brothers? Oh, damn it. I've forgotten the name of the director, but screw you. You really screwed us over with that one. Hi, this is Jessica calling in my Potter Pondering for this week, and I choose option C. Why not both? We're really not asking for much here. Why can't we get the great edition of Harry's line about having something worth fighting for, showing that he finally understands the difference between himself and Tombo, something that he's been struggling with all year, and then also have... Mad-Eye and everyone threatening the Dursleys. That could have been so funny, but also the way Harry becomes too emotional for words and so grateful that they all finally understand how miserable it is for him at Privet Drive and Molly's promise to rescue him as soon as possible. It all needed to be in the movie. All of it. Zach from Belated Binge said, Not even close. The Dursleys got out of every satisfying moment in the movies. No threat of Sirius the Godfather and Prisoner of Azkaban. No Arthur confrontation in Goblet of Fire. 
no Order of the Phoenix threat in, well, Order of the Phoenix, no assault via alcohol in Half-Blood Prince, no guilt trip from their escorts in Deathly Hallows, nothing. But you know, something worth fighting for. Cliché, sure. Thank you so much for your responses. Our trivia question last week was, what does the UK version refer to a punching bag as? The UK version of the book calls it a punch ball. Congratulations goes to Jessica Wallace. Woohoo! Yay! This is her second week in a row. It's officially a streak. Can she keep it going? We shall see. For now, let's dive into the differences between the U.S. and U.K. versions of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and our favorite parts from the episodes covering the book and the movie. Chapter 1, Dudley Demented. When they're talking about the green lawns drying out during the hot days of summer and the hosepipe ban, the U.S. version says the grass is yellowing, the use of hosepipes has been banned. Versus the UK version, which says the grass is yellowing for the use of hose pipes. So it's just one of those kind of inconsequential changes. Yeah, just taking a word out and they reprinted a whole book for that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also in the US version, Mrs. Fig is said to have taken to asking Harry around for tea when the UK version just says round for tea. Well, look at that. We're the more proper ones. Right? Boom. Extra syllables. Bam. Winning at Scrabble. (laughs) (laughs) Also, after the apparating sound startles everyone, bag of assholes waves at Mrs. Number 7 in the U.S. version and Mrs. Number 7 opposite in the U.K. version. That's a pretty standard dealio that you hear is opposite is across the way or whatever. But it didn't say Mrs. Number 7 across the street. It just said Mrs. Number 7. They also don't use periods after Mrs.? They do not. No. No. No, we've talked about that before. Intrigue. And then the last one for this chapter is in the U.S. version. Harry is described as Dudley's first punching bag when the U.K. version refers to him as a punch ball. Which was our trivia question. Sure was. And here's our favorite moments from the episodes covering the first chapter of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and the corresponding film scenes. It was actually really interesting when I went through to organize the movie to each book chapter Mm -hmm. because there's a lot left out. Yeah. There's even a lot done in different places. Yeah. Like, this is not the Order of the Phoenix. This is the Disorder of the Phoenix. Facts. Big facts. And when it officially starts at 7 o'clock with the music. Da 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 News. <laughs> we should have a news show. <laughs> We'd be awesome. <laughs> and in some place in his mind, he knows that he's in big trouble. Mm-hmm. He's going to pay for that. Yeah. But right now, he don't care. Harry don't give a fuck. Harry gives zero fucks. Precisely zero fucks. His fuck pond is all out of fucks. (laughs) Lay thine eyes upon his fuck farm and see that his soil is barren. Yeah, he has way more pressing things to think about. He does not give a shit about the Dursleys right now. B 
because movie Harry does not show that kind of restraint in the park. <laughs> He's not all about that at all. Because Harry just full-on confronts the douchebags of assholes right then and there. <laughs> douchebags of assholes. I love that. That's what we're getting right now. Douchebags of assholes. He thinks Harry's the one doing this. So he's just like, bam, knocking out. Get the fuck out. Yep. Run. Just fucking run. Cut and run. Punch and run. Uppercut and run. <laughs> Uppercut and run. There it is. <laughs> So he whirls back around, mm -hmm. raises his wand, and sees batty old Mrs. Fig, and is immediately like, hide the wand, hide the wand, hide the wand! <laughs> right? Like, oh shit! Exactly. Chapter 2, A Peck of Owls. In the U.S. version, the letter Sirius sends to Harry about the Dementor attack reads, Arthur's just told us what's happened. The U.K. version reads, Arthur has just told us. So they just took out the apostrophe. Yeah, they just went from Arthur's to Arthur has. Really important change there. If you're being paid by the word, it is. I suppose. They just want to be more proper than us. It's fine. Okay, well then they need to do the other stuff that we did proper that they didn't. Around and round and shit. Come on. I don't get it. <laughs> I can understand. There's a few in here that we'll definitely get to. And I understand how that could be confusing. But shit like that, come on, just leave it as is. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense. The U.S. version has Vernon make the prison belong to the weirdos, calling it the weirdos prison, when in the U.K. version, he just calls it a weirdo prison. Yeah, you got the really possessive weirdos apostrophe prison, as opposed to weirdo prison. Either works. Americans couldn't figure that out. No, we're pretty dumb. I mean... They look the same to me. It means the it's, same, yeah. essentially. It's just possessive versus not. I feel like all places belong to weirdos, honestly, so. At least they should. Make <laughs> them better. Right? In the U.S. version, Harry darts forward to grab the howler, but the U.K. version says forwards. Darts forward versus darts forwards. I kind of switch back and forth between those two anyway, like forwards towards, forward toward. I don't know that it really matters if that S is there or not, or why it needed to be changed. Well, proper English has four words. Well. Again, they're trying to cheat at Scrabble. That's what this is. <laughs> but we also cheated at Scrabble, so well, it balances out. Have you seen the way we spell through? Jesus. There's some definite extra letters there. So many. They're all silent. <laughs> And finally, in the U.S. version, Vernon yells at Harry to get to bed when the U.K. version says get up to bed. Just that distinction. It's just so they remember that he has to go up the stairs to get there, I guess. Yeah. I could say it both ways. It works. It's not something you're like, that's not our vocabulary. Like, everybody would have understood that just fine. Yeah. It happens, though. It oh, does. Well. Now we'll go into some of our favorite moments from the episodes covering the second chapter of the book. And movie. And movie. <laughs> right. And she's already described as the baddie cat-loving neighbor. So this has got to look crazy. Yeah. She looks batshit crazy right now. I think you mean cat shit crazy. That too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they think he's lying and Petunia wants to know if he used his thing. So dirty. <laughs> so goddamn dirty. Katie is losing her mind these chapters. Dude. So dirty. You performed a Patronus charm at 23 minutes past nine in the presence of a muggle 
and this has resulted in your expulsion from Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, and ministry representatives will arrive shortly to destroy your wand. Like, almost like if it were a machine message, it was like a fill-in-the-blank with yeah, like a robotic yeah. voice. You have been expelled from Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Since this isn't your first offense, you also must attend a disciplinary hearing at 9 a.m. on August 12th. <laughs> <laughs> yes, basically that. And Bag of Assholes is just like, but what are Dementoids? <laughs> Which is quite possibly one of my favorite ones. Dementoids sound like a Dementor breathmint. Right? <laughs> no, that's Dementos. Dem well, there's Dementoids too. They're curiously strong. Those are the ones that can grab you by the throat and lift yes. you into the wall. <laughs> I'd be like holding that letter up to the light. Like, is there a hidden Did message? Did he write something in lemon juice? Yeah. <laughs> this can't be right. I am awesome. Yeah. I kicked ass tonight, motherfuckers. Can somebody tell me good job? Anybody? Good job, Harry. Okay, my section's really long here, guys, right? That's what she said. <laughs> yeah, there it is. See, I missed this, you guys. It's good times. Anyway, chapter three, the advance guard. No differences. Not any. Not even an, an extra S or an apostrophe or nothing. So you just enjoy our favorite moments from the episodes covering this chapter. Well, I'm sure she got the advice to do that from her favorite magazine, Shitty Parenting Monthly. I am 98.7% positive that she writes in editorials for the opinion column. She's probably their number one author. Shit. <laughs> it might actually be her magazine. It's, yeah, that's why she <laughs> likes it so much. So, uh, shined up bag of assholes. Still produces shit. Fancy bag of assholes. Still bag of assholes. Mm -hmm. You can't polish a turd. <laughs> And he's one of the turdiest turds that ever did turd. <laughs> Turdenly. <laughs> Although it does kind of make me wonder if Moody is the one with the prosthetic buttock. I mean, it would explain the limp, right? <laughs> but would it be buns of steel or would he have like a wooden one, like his leg? I would say buns of steel, but S-T-E-A-L. Because he takes them from his vanquished enemies. Like, what's going on, Moody? Why do all the murder munchers you capture come in with half their butts blown off? That gives a whole new meaning to playing grab ass. They'd have to start calling him Mad-Eye Booty. <laughs> like, Moody the Booty. Moody the Booty. Yeah, and the murder munchers he catches are booty collars. <laughs> in Chapter 4, Number 12, Grim Old Place... The U.S. version, when Harry first arrives at Grimmauld Place, has him hear something scuttling behind the baseboard in the entryway. The U.K. version calls it a skirting board. I've never heard either of those fucking words. Well, the baseboard is just the <laughs> I mean, wood at the yeah. bottom of the wall. You know that. No, I know. Well, okay. I guess they both make sense, though, because it's at the base and the then a skirting skirt, board yeah. is kind of, you know. It's not the word we call it. I can see why they changed it to the word we call it, but I don't think it would have been confusing. Also, do you think it was a mouse or something worse? A magical mouse. A, a mousical? Ew. A man. a man! That's not a mouse, it's a man! Anyway, this one is going to be really familiar for us. 
because we've definitely talked about it before, but when Ron and Hermione get their first good glimpse of Caps Lock Harry at Grimmauld Place, he's yelling about all of the things he's handled, specifically asking who saved the Sorcerer's Stone in the U.S. version when it was the Philosopher's Stone in the U.K. version. Which, I mean, that's going to go ahead and just bring up a conversation that's, what, five years old now? Yeah, you know? it's been a while, four years, but you <laughs> four know. Four years, yeah. Give or take. They could have just kept it. I wish they had. I know we've talked about this before. I get that philosophy sounds boring compared to sorcery. But at the same time, you can make anything sound boring with how you say it. I could be like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. It just changes with intonation. That's what she said. That's what she said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. they're totally different. (laughs) But yeah, age-old argument there. We're not that dumb. Americans are kind of dumb. Some of us are that dumb. Most of us could figure it out. Also, while Harry's yelling in the U.S. version of the book, it describes Ron as standing there with his mouth half open while Hermione is looking on the verge of tears. However, the U.K. used whilst. Whilst Hermione is on the verge of tears. And we don't talk like that here, but I kind of wish we did, so. Yeah, it's very fun when it's, weird proper like that Uh whilst Hermione is looking on the verge of tears do you say whilst I say whilst huh whilst because it's wild and but it's British so it's whilst I thought it was whilst (laughs) I don't know whilst whilst while whatever I'm also a thorn bill so we say whilst we're sitting on the porch oh my stars you say whilst Oh, my stars, I just sit on the porch and I clutch my pearls. Yep. Mm. But anyway, also at Grimmauld Place, while the Weasley kids are warning Harry not to mention Percy's name in front of their parents, George says they're well shut of him in the U.S. version, but well shot of him in the U.K. version, which, see, I thought it was shot. Yeah. I Well shut sounds stupid. I mean, well, shot kind of does, too. It's a weird phrase, but... I figured those would have been swapped. They're not. I checked. That's but well, shot is... I feel like that's a common phrase. Right. As opposed to well, shut. So maybe... I've never heard well, shut. Yeah. Maybe we watch a lot of British TV, so That's entirely know. possible, too. That's... It's also entirely possible that the American publishers are the stupid ones. There is that as well. And then in the last one from this section, in the U.S. version, as Harry, Hermione, and the Weasley kids tried to overhear the order, Harry leaned over the banisters to try to see Snape better, but the U.K. version uses leant instead. And that's up there with wild and whilst for me. Leaned versus leant. See, I would have said lent. Yeah, that's what I say. Yeah. He leaned and then he lent. He lent forward. But why does it have the A? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not British. Why does through have a G? I'm Words saying. are weird. But again, this is just another one of those differences. Leaned, lent, <laughs> leant. I don't know which one it actually is. It's actually a lean to, so. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Those are the changes. It's actually leaned. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are the changes from the fourth chapter from the UK to the US version of the book. And now you can enjoy our favorite moments from the fourth chapter and corresponding movie section. 
In the movie, Harry makes his way up the stairs and decides that this must be a creepy-ass oddities museum. Like, a wizarding Ripley's Believe It or Not or some shit. Because why the hell else would you have taxidermied house elves on display? But total ding. Yeah, very much ding. So yay. But also ew. And so ew. Very disturbing. But yeah, he slowly opens the door and is immediately attacked by Hermione using one of her newly learned self-defense techniques, the front headlock. (laughs) (laughs) The hug lock. Yes, hug lock. That's it. (laughs) Episode title. Woohoo. Julie Walters herself played Molly Weasley so well. I was just like, I'm happy for Harry at this point because he gets his Mama Weasley back. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what an actor is supposed to do. Yeah. And she did it. She did it, and she is my hero, and I love her. And if anyone ever says anything bad about her, I will put them in a fucking hug lock (laughs) and suffocate them with my wahoos until they say, oh, actually, I was quite wrong, and Julie Walters is the fucking goat. Don't hold back. It's just like, why are your hands so dirty? (laughs) You need to wash them before dinner. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what I figure. It's got to be from the dung bombs. Well, it so must. She was caught dirt-handed. I don't know. Dung-handed. Dung-handed. <laughs> she was caught dung-handed. Episode title. <laughs> dung-handed. What we do see is while everyone's leaving, Ron's just like, Snape never stays for dinner, thank God. <laughs> and then he just like motions him to come back downstairs. That'd be the weirdest dinner ever. Oh my God. Could you please pass the the salt? No, I feel like he'd pause for a really long time and everybody would just be sitting there like, pass the what, Snape? (laughs) (laughs) They just start handing him random things. Right. And then he finally goes, salt. And it's the one thing they didn't give him. Right. So they tiptoe past the house elf heads down the stairs. Tiptoe past the house elves. Sorry. (laughs) I think it should have been tiptoe past the elf heads. (laughs) (laughs) So now we move on to Chapter 5, The Order of the Phoenix. In the U.S. version, Mrs. Weasley yells at Fred and George to just carry them, which causes Harry, Sirius, and Madungus to look around and dive away from the table a split second later. The U.K. version uses the phrase within a split second. That's a strange change. Yeah, a lot of these changes seem completely wholly unnecessary. Again, they're being paid per word, so... Got to add in the words when you can. So within, you get a bonus. Within a split second, as opposed to a split second later. It's the same number of words. But there's more letters. There's more letters. By one, (laughs) there's one more letter. Look, here's the thing. We are a podcast comparing books to movies. And books to books. I'm not here to make sense, Ellen. And you're not here to math. I don't know why you tried, but... You were right. My math was right. It just wasn't necessary. It was not more letters. It was more letter. (laughs) Anyway, what's next, Carly? When Sirius confirms for Mundungus that the goblet is solid silver, though embossed with the Black family crest, Mundungus mutters, that'd come off, though, in the U.S. version, and 
that had come orf though in the uk version so it sounds like in the uk version they're trying to do mundungus's voice which she did yeah. write like that a lot and then i'm you know we americans are stupid so i imagine they didn't think that we'd be able to figure out what they meant by orf because that's not a word yeah <laughs> but anyways that's all we have for this chapter so enjoy some of our favorite moments from the book and movie section However, I tell you what, you put that bitch on the market and some hipster's going to come in flipping around. <laughs> You've seen the billboards. We buy ugly houses. Right. We buy murder houses. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck finding it, though. Location, location, location. Shit's right in London, man. Yeah, it's a true story. That thing, even as is, would rent out for a cool million. <laughs> I would love to see some non-magic folk try to flip that magical house, though. <laughs> <laughs> But then across from him at the table, Tonks is entertaining Hermione and Ginny by transforming her nose. Just mostly making it different noses. Mm -hmm. And like making it big, making it long, making it hairy, making it look like a little button. Like she's just changing. Are we still it. talking about noses? We are still oh, talking okay. about noses. Just checking. Things got weird in my head. And Mrs. Weasley's just like, oh, damn straight, you're not allowed to be in the order. You're too young. Mm -hmm. And Sirius is like, you don't have to be in the order to ask questions. Molly's got to be like, shut up. That's basically Sirius, what happens here. Shut the fuck up. Ixnay on the Eshens Quay. <laughs> <laughs> a hush falls over the table and everyone looks around as Kingsley hands Harry a copy of the Daily Prophet. Which has a huge-ass headline reading, The Boy Who Lies? Big question mark. And a big picture of Harry from the Triwizard Tournament. So clever. They dropped the V from The Boy Who Lives mm -hmm. to get The Boy Who Lies. Ooh, they're real, they're real finger cuts there, aren't they? <laughs> no, I bet someone over there was so pleased with themselves for thinking of that. Now do you see how irritating it is when you're so pleased with your little puns, Ellen? I don't see the correlation. <laughs> oh, I do. For the record, it was probably Fudge himself who thought of that. And if it was, that was also probably the cleverest thing that he's ever done in his life ever. That is true. But speaking of Fudge, then the headline changes to Fudge, all is well, with a picture of that dumbass. <laughs> see, I would have gone with Fudge, all is hell, because I can change one letter too. <laughs> <laughs> this will bring us to chapter six the noble and most ancient house of black when fred and george are describing their puking pastels to harry they mention that their testers are having a bit of trouble stopping puking in the u.s version and stopping themselves puking in the uk one so extra word extra word but i also feel like that sounds Stopping themselves puking makes more sense to me than stop stopping, stopping puking. puking. It's too many ings squished. It together. doesn't roll off the tongue well. No. Puke does. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <clears throat> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that out of my mind. Hold on. <laughs> Scrub my brain. Also in the US version. Harry attempts to keep eating his chops after Mrs. Weasley mentions his hearing the next morning. The UK version doesn't use the S on chops and says he's eating his chop. It's a pork chop, which makes sense because we say, oh, I'll have the pork chop. If I you're don't know. Only, it's Chops is plural. Yes, it is. But sometimes I'd say, hey, can I get the pork chops? 
Yeah, but that's like in a restaurant where you're going to get more than one anyways. Maybe. I get you, though. I understand. It all depends on what he has on his plate. Yeah, it's one of those things that just, I think it would have made perfect sense either way. But hey, they changed it, and the change is still present in the books today. True. He just may have been extra hungry in the U.S. version. Maybe he was eating, too. Just saying. Until she mentioned the hearing, and then it was just like, I can't finish that. Right? He was a growing boy, and then he turned into a caps lock boy. Mm -hmm. Well, our portion sizes are insane, so... You know what? There's that, too. That's valid. You're like, pork chop? Who just eats one? (laughs) Anyway, here's our favorite moments from the chapter. I'm Ellen, and the boobs in the chair to my left belong to Katie. I thought we settled on wahoos. Eh, boobs, wahoos, potato, potato. Whatever you call them, they talk into the microphone as much as you do and deserve an introduction. The item that we will get to. Yeah, it was a non sequitur. Yeah. Entirely. Which I just feel like is this whole film. Basically, yes. (laughs) Like, this one is the non sequitur. The next one is the, not only did that not happen in the book, like, it doesn't even, (laughs) what? How are you adding things in? But, yeah, getting ahead of myself. They hear footsteps coming back up the stairs, Mm -hmm. and Fred and George have to disapparate back to their room, just before Mrs. Weasley like presses her ear against the door and mm-hmm. then starts heading up to the next landing to do the same to Fred and George's door. Yep. And Ron's just like, she doesn't trust us at all. Gee, I wonder why. No, Ron, it's not that she doesn't trust you. It's that she knows you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's met you before, guy. Once or twice. Yeah. But I did have to switch to my summertime foundation, so I'm definitely pretty tan. You look pretty tan to me. But enough about me. Let's talk more about me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we always? (laughs) After they finish the drawing room, they move on to the dining room. When they opened a dresser, (laughs) they came across some giant-ass fucknopes, a.k.a. spiders the size of saucers. Yeah, hell no. That prompted Ron to just like, I'm gonna go make tea. (laughs) be back later and by later he meant an hour and a half when he knew damn for sure that those spiders were gone once again i am ron yeah (laughs) no fuck nopes for me thank you next we have chapter seven the ministry of magic the u.s version mentions an overflowing dumpster near the telephone box at the visitor's entrance to the ministry when the UK version calls it an overflowing skip. Okay, I wouldn't have gotten that one. I think this is a valid change. Yeah. The first one that I really think is valid. But also, do people in the UK not know what a dumpster is? I don't think they call them that. It's just not what they call them, maybe. I mean, that's fine. I just am interested. You know, US TV has, like, taken over the world, so I feel like people know a lot of US terms. Yeah. But But. she wrote it for... UK first, so it's not like she would have used American terms for the UK book. Yeah. We could ask our resident Brit, Max will know. And sometimes you might understand what a word means when you hear it, but you don't know it like in your general day-to-day language, too. That's called referring back and teaching. (laughs) Also in the US version, Harry has to blink to stop his eyes from watering when the golden light from within the ministry hits his face. And the UK version says, stop his eyes watering. So they dropped from. Yeah. Or they added from for ours, I suppose you could say. Yeah. I don't understand it the other way. I don't know what they mean. Stop his eyes. Stop his eyes from. What? Stop his eyes watering? What does that mean? What? Huh? Give me more prepositions. 
<laughs> all of the prepositions. And then the last one for this section is when Harry is looking around the ministry, he sees that short queues of wizards were forming before the fireplaces in the U.S. version. The U.K. version just says short queues were forming. No need to mention the wizards were the ones forming the queues. But I feel like we've made progress as there was a time that the U.S. publishers would have felt the need to say lines instead of cues. I was going to say, I'm yeah. surprised they didn't change that. Yeah, but talk about silent, pointless letters. Well, basically, the word Q is just the first letter and then all the other letters in a line behind it. So right? It fits in a Q behind it. Yeah. Correct. Huey Huey. As I think in my head. Huey, <laughs> Huey, it works. I like it. When I need to spell it, that's literally what goes through my mind. Hey, it works. And I'm sure <laughs> there are people that, when they first read that word, thought that's how it was pronounced or something. Right? Not me, though. I definitely didn't get confused about that word. Never. <laughs> but anyway, here are our favorite moments from the episodes covering this section. And then he greets Mr. Weasley, and Mr. Weasley calls him Bob and asks, what's in the box? What's, what's in, in the, the box? box? <laughs> but it's not a dick. No. <laughs> or a severed head. It is, in fact, a chicken that can breathe fire. I don't like that. No, no, it's a serious breach of the ban on experimental breeding. It's a chicken that can fry itself, basically. Oh, that's really kind of sad. <laughs> it's a nihilist chicken. <laughs> Which came first, me or the egg? Doesn't matter, we're both gonna die. <laughs> then put a damn term on your beard, guy. <laughs> Just saying. But also, ding. But also, yes, very much ding. We can assume that is Bob. Mm hmm. And a fire breathing chicken. That is Bob and his nihilist chicken. And his nihilist chicken. <laughs> New band name Bob and the nihilist chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they have the most fucked up cover of the chicken dance. <laughs> or they did have to go down a flight of stairs. We just didn't see it. But you know what? Fuck you. I want to see it. Right. If you have to go all this extra route, I want to fucking see it. And so is there like a back door that Fudge gets to go through? That like <laughs> <laughs> You are 12. Fudge in the back door. Yeah. <laughs> I just walked right into that one. So immature. You love me. I do. So now we move on to chapter eight, the hearing. There are no notable differences. So here's our favorite moments from the episodes covering the hearing. Serenely striding across the room, wearing midnight blue robes. Calm as you please. Did you put your name in the goblet of fire? Witness for the defense! Elvis Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore! Sup, Harry? <laughs> you can't even say sup, Harry. I know. We'll but... get to that, too. <laughs> it's specifically in the book says a quiet so, voice. But you want Elvis Percival Wolfric Brian! <laughs> yes! Dumbledore. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That was so perfect. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> Harry is the interrupting cow in this knock-knock joke as he speaks over the minister to inform everyone that he only did the magic so he wouldn't get demented. Knock-knock. <laughs> really... Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting cow. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Harry is the interrupting cow Absolutely. now. How now, interrupting cow. Episode title. So he's got this nice big heap of ice cream of the whole trial. Yep. He just put on a whole bunch of whipped cream, some sprinkles, <laughs> and he's about to drop the cherry on there. Yep. Saying, in your admirable haste to ensure the law is upheld, you seem to have inadvertently overlooked a few laws yourself. I say that's a cherry. That was kind of a bomb. Yeah. He just kind of... It was a cherry bomb. It was a cherry bomb. (laughs) (laughs) House elf in a muggle house? What the fuck is this boy talking about? And Dumbledore's just like, actually. (laughs) Actually. Actually. I'm going to mansplain this to you. (laughs) To be fair. Moving on to chapter nine, the woes of Mrs. Weasley. In the U.S. version, Harry looks up into the handsome wizard statue's face and thinks that up close, he looks weak and foolish. The U.K. version doesn't say up close, but instead uses close to. Perfectly understandable as is. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are just like minor, the punctuation they use changes. Mm -hmm. And the actual words are otherwise basically the same. Yeah. As Ron happily talks about Dumbledore turning up for Harry's trial, in the U.S. version, he dishes large amounts of mashed potatoes onto everyone's plates. In the U.K. version, simply says mashed potato. Again, our portions. In the U.K., you only get one potato. You U.S. What? potatoes. That's actually kind of logical. Because we make, like, big-ass scoops. There is more than one potato on our plate. Unless you're a hobbit in the UK, then you get potatoes. Potatoes. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Taters. My precious. (laughs) Oh, wrong book. Let's just keep going. (laughs) And finally, after the kids all received their book lists, Fred wonders who assigned the Slinkhard book in the US version, but who set the book in the UK version. I swear... That when Jim Dale reads it, he says set. There are some changes like that that happen. But I did this off of the first edition book. Sometimes the changes are typos that they then go and adjust in later versions of the book. But in the first edition of the U.S. version of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, that is what it said. Assigned versus set. I don't know what edition I have of the UK version, but they were bought within the last four years, so they're definitely not first editions. Okay. But sometimes the changes existed and then were discovered to be typos and taken out. Okay, I get it. But again, still a really stupid change. Yeah, it's still clear. Yeah, context clues, guys. We understand what you're saying. And this is the fifth book. It's... For old children, it's not. <laughs> yeah, young, that was young our adults? episode title recently. It was young adults versus or old children. Young adults or old children, because we were debating <laughs> what a young adult was. I said I think it's like older teenagers, but old child sounds stupid. Yeah, I'm like a geriatric child. Aren't we all though? <laughs> exactly. That's my point. And with that being said, here's our favorite moments from this chapter. It's got to be a weird emotion thing for him. He's got to be like, does my breath smell? Like, do I have something in my teeth? What's, yeah. (laughs) Exactly, like sniffing his hand. Like, do I offend? 
<laughs> sniffing his pits. Yeah. <laughs> what did I do? I swear Mrs. Weasley cleaned my clothes. I took yeah. a shower. <laughs> Again, trivia question. I know they mentioned it twice. I was like, oh, this is a good one because people had two chances to notice it. Yeah, guys, if you didn't get it, read more. On you. <laughs> <laughs> read all the things. Read them all, all of the times. If you have to read, read Harry Potter. <laughs> yes. So now Mr. Weasley's gone, but Fred, George, and Jenny are still chanting. Probably even more now. Oh, it's just progressively getting louder. Yeah. Because Mrs. Weasley's like, all right, stop it. Seriously? We get it. He got yeah. off. <laughs> and she's like, Harry, you barely ate breakfast. Come eat something. Because that's what Mrs. Weasley does. Yeah. And they're all happily sitting at the table discussing how Dumbledore's presence swung it for him, even though Harry's just like... I just wish he would have taken the time to talk to me or, you know, looked at me. Calm down, Eeyore. You got <laughs> off. Just be happy. Right. <laughs> and then these thoughts are interrupted by a flash of pain in his scar and he like grabs his forehead and Hermione is the only one who actually notices this because everybody else is just like super busy celebrating and sure and enough. And shouting, he got off. He got off. Yes. He got off. He got off. And Ron's like, well, Dumbledore will probably show up tonight to celebrate with us. Like sure probably and mrs weasley's like probably not the man yeah. is extremely busy which is fair that is fair it can't be easy to secretly arrange a counter war offensive yeah yeah, to, yeah it can't be easy to arrange an offense for a war when everybody is working against you right? and the person you're arranging it against is not even showing his presence yet yeah so and he's trying to, you know, start a school back up for the school year, so... He's got a lot going on. It's a busy time. Full plate. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no way that he unwrapped it, looked at it, set it down, and walked away. Oh, no. No. He unwrapped it, looked at it, rubbed it on his face a little bit. Totally put it between his legs. Counted the bristles. Definitely stroked it a few times. Definitely stroked oh, the Oh, he broom. smelled it. Oh, come on. You don't not sniff a new broom. You just don't. Yeah, you can't not do it. People pay good money for new broom smell. I believe that they have things that you can hang on an old broom to make it smell like a new broom. Broom fresheners? Broom fresheners. <laughs> <laughs> it's a broom spray. Like broom spray. <laughs> broom spray. Like Febreze for your broom. Yes. Keep that new broom smell. With Fabroom. With Fabroom. <laughs> Authority figures always attract trouble, so Dumbledore must figure he can withstand most major jinxes or he wouldn't have appointed him. Right. And Ron's just like, uh, can I turn this down? <laughs> no, Harry, you could totally have the badge. Right? You could probably withstand jinxes better than me. And then Mrs. Weasley and Bill are having that usual conversation about Bill's hair being too long and Bill being like, get off it, woman. I like it this way. And Mrs. Weasley's <laughs> just like, Harry, well, what do you think? Don't you think it'd look better shorter? And Harry's just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Bolt. <laughs> In chapter 10, Luna Lovegood, there's just one. After her first prefect duties on the train, Harry asks, who's Hufflepuff? wanting to know who the Hufflepuff prefects are. That's in the U.S. version. In the U.K. version, he says, who are Hufflepuffs? It's me. I'm the Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff prefect right over here. But that's just changing the tense, really. Who is the Hufflepuff versus 
who are the Hufflepuff. But that also makes more sense to say who are Hufflepuffs because it's plural. There's two. So the U.S. version's wrong. Surprise. What? <laughs> but anyway, that's it. So check out our favorite bits from this episode. You're coming with me now. Let's go. And she just like starts to drag him out of the house. But Sirius pops up in dog form. And she's just like, Dumbledore said no. And the dog just like <laughs> wags his tail. And she's like, whatever. I'm not going to argue with him. And Sirius, no. Sirius, yes. Exactly. <laughs> Serious, you're a bad dog. Serious, good dog. Good dog. <laughs> Serious treats. Serious, <laughs> best boy. But Moody then goes on to ask if he's barking mad without even so much as a smirk. Like, seriously, how do you make that pun and not acknowledge it? Barking mad? Right. Come on. That Moody. was on purpose. Moody has a sense of humor, too, damn it. Let him. Let him be punny. Right? Let him know that he's punny. Come on. He knows. He did it on purpose. Yeah. It was written that way on purpose. Mm hmm. But you have to at least do the Muppet face after you make a pun like that. Wah, wah. Are you barking mad? Ah! ah. <laughs> I see what you did there. See what I did? Uh, see what I did? Uh, uh, barking uh, mad? Barking mad. No. So this was an interesting episode to organize because they managed to give us the barest bone of information from this half of the book chapter and also in a completely different way. You said bone. You're welcome. <laughs> what is happening right now? Personally, I think she just really likes alliteration. It's entirely possible because I'm with her there. Right? Baboon's, Baboon's backside. backside. That's funny shit. <sighs> and fun to say. Baboon's backside. Baboon's backside. Babbling, bumbling band of baboon's backsides. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. McGonagall would be proud. Wouldn't she, though? But... It's all of this, like, it'll say one thing about him that might be positive, And then it goes, but does he? <laughs> <laughs> Something else that might be positive. But is he? <laughs> and it's all, like, capital letters. And it just cracks me up. But it is a terrible writing style. Mm -hmm. Or is it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> that one's not a question. <laughs> so now we move on to Chapter 11, The Sorting Hat's New Song. When Umbridge mentions that some changes will be recognized as errors of judgment in her distasteful welcome to Hogwarts speech, the spelling is slightly different from the U.S. to the U.K. versions. J-U-D-G-M-E-N-T versus J-U-D-G-E-M-E-N-T. The U.K. version adds the E. Which is, I think, how I tend to I, spell it, too. I always spell it that way. I didn't hear it the other way. Yeah, apparently our correct way is without the E. It looks weird without the E. But who knows? Maybe that's just a typo that they just never bothered fixing. In every book in history. And they just became widely accepted. <laughs> it's how we spell it. It's lazy. Who wants to type out another letter? Color. Around. Never neighbor. mind. <laughs> Y'all just trying to win at Scrabble every time. Not every time. We got around. That is true. Suck it. <laughs> In the U.S. version, Harry is sick of being the person who was stared at versus the U.K.'s version that says he is sick of being the person who is stared at. Was, is, present tense, past tense. I think it makes more sense to say is stared at because he's still being stared at. Right, and I agree. Harry is tired of it. That's literally what I was about to say, but you started talking first, so I stopped, and then you took the words right out of my mouth, so yay. Boom. Same page. Mm-hmm. Great minds. In the U.S. version, Seamus says he doesn't want to share a dormitory with Harry anymore since he's a madman. 
But the UK version just has him say that he's mad. Boy, I don't understand that at all. No, I mean, we do <laughs> definitely have a different meaning for mad. But yeah. it doesn't also not mean crazy. Correct. Like, we get it. Again, context clues. The Mad Hatter is prominent character. Like, we understand. I mean, children might read that and think, Seamus doesn't want to share a dormitory with Hera anymore because he's gone all caps lock angry? Which, Which is that's also, also true. Right? Yes. <laughs> Thank but also, you. why is somebody, why is a child reading this book? No. Young adult. Old Old child. child. <laughs> Geriatric infant. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) And finally, as Ron tells him that he is out of order, the U.S. version describes Seamus as turning paler, but says was going pale in the U.K. version. That one's so confusing. Oh, man, I never would have figured that one out. I'm so intrigued why they changed it. You know what it was? A particularly particular publisher. Here's the thing. I have a new headcanon, and that is literally that just somebody in the Bloomsbury office and the Scholastic office was just like, hey, here's the deal. My job's going to get cut if I don't start making changes to this goddamn book. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's <laughs> basically what so, happened. So I'm just going to go ahead and start adding random shit, okay? So I don't want to be made redundant. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make weird changes. It's still going to make sense for the most part. Yeah. That's literally what happened. That was job security for this guy. I'm with you. That works. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, let's enjoy our favorite moments from this episode. But finally, Hermione attempts conversation by pointing out Luna's necklace, calling it interesting. Really, Hermione, like you couldn't have just commented on the weather. I feel like everybody else sitting there had to be like, abort, abort, abort. (laughs) Do not engage. Do not just look ahead. Why would you do that? <laughs> Just a collective groan of thanks, Hermione. In alphabetical order, beginning with Abercrombie, Ewan. Which was our trivia question. It sure was. I'd like to see you in Abercrombie. <laughs> I cannot believe we never got a scene where Dumbledore throws his beard over his shoulder to keep it out of the way from his food as he's eating. Well, funnily enough, for as many times as I've read this book, I have never noticed before that he does that. (laughs) And delving into it as detailed as I do to write these summaries, I have noticed it and now I can't unnotice it. And I am furious (laughs) that it never came to life on screen through his beard over his shoulder like a continental soldier. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) It does hang low. Yes. It probably wobbles to his bro, too. Mm-hmm. He can tie it in a knot. He can tie it in a bow. For sure. For show. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm mad. I'm angry. It looks Doesn't like she it? stares it looks at him like for she a looks right at them. Yeah. I don't know if that's just a coincidence or if that's what that's supposed to be. Right. It's funny because I didn't notice it until you pointed it out to me. And I was like, she does. Oh, my God. She does, like, kind of tilt her head even a little bit. Yeah. Like, the fuck did you just say? Say it again. I dare you, motherfucker. I dare you. Do oh, it again. Bitches taking names. Right? Bitch malls taking names. <laughs> she wishes a motherfucker would. Just say it again. I dare you. Give it time. Mm-hmm. Right? How many people have gone cross-eyed at this point in this speech? I just imagine a lot of people are like, Snape, Snape, <laughs> Severus, Snape. <laughs> As Umbridge is just wah, 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 wah right? in the background. Exactly. 
Seamus gets a bit touchy about Harry talking smack, and Harry tells him that everyone gets touchy with his mom, so he'll fit right in. <laughs> oh, oh burn. Do you see that? What? Yeah. Luckily, Ron walks in before a proper football hooligan brawl can begin and asks what the fuck is going on. You and your paraphrasing. I do love it so. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to chapter 12, Professor Umbridge. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Professor pepto Bitchmall. Mm -hmm. The U.S. version gives the date of the first Hogsmeade weekend in October when the U.K. version mentions the first Hogsmeade weekend which was to be in October. Glad they cleared that one up. Yeah. Yeah. Again, job security. Mm -hmm. Another one that we have mentioned in earlier books is when they first get their schedules in the U.S. version, which they call timetables in the U.K. version. Yep, I remember that one. Which, yeah, that's kind of comes up every year, basically. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Ron mentions thinking Dumbledore is cracked trusting Snape in the U.S. version and cracked to trust Snape in the U.K. version. Completely necessary change. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In the U.S. version, Professor Umbridge wraps her wand on the blackboard and the first message vanished and was replaced by course aims with two colons. The U.K. version reads replaced by the course aims, no colons, but it does have single quotation marks around course aims. That was a super necessary change. That's literally, like, like I said, some of them are punctuation and nothing else changes. That is redonk. But is I just felt like mentioning that. Sure. Why wouldn't you? When Harry has to go see Professor McGonagall about his behavior in Professor Umbridge's class, we read, have a biscuit, she repeated impatiently, indicating a tartan tin of cookies lying on top in the U.S. version. In the U.K. version, have a biscuit, she repeated impatiently, indicating a tartan tin lying on top. So apparently they know what a tartan tin is and we needed more explanation. Right, maybe they just keep cookies in tartan tin. Well, not cookies, biscuits. Maybe tartan tins are specifically for biscuits and we had to specify that they were cookies because we don't use tartan tins also, can we just comment on the alliteration tartan tin on top? That's fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because they changed it to tin of cookies, but didn't she change have a biscuit. Have a biscuit, yeah. yeah. I do think as they got older and we were more into, like these books definitely caused a bit of a woo about British terms. Oh, yeah. So I think that once things became more familiar, they started keeping some of them in. Turned us all into Anglophiles. Right. And I will say that there are definitely less changes overall in the later books than there were in the first ones. Mm -hmm. Well, for sure. Finally, for this chapter, when talking about what a nightmare fifth year is in the U.S. version, George mentions that he and Fred managed to keep their spirits up somehow. The U.K. version? They manage... <laughs> <laughs> I left it like that on purpose for you. It also happened earlier in the chapter, but we needed to end on this. <sighs> get it out, Katie. Get it out. That's what she said. They managed to keep their peckers up somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I am now officially going to go on record as stating I take them changing this very personally. And I'm very upset that they changed it. So is this supposed to, like, refer to their face? Like, they're keeping their chin up? I know like, it says spirits up in the U.S. version, but do you think it's, like... 
like the same as saying we keep our chin up. I'm certainly I don't positive know. that it doesn't mean what we think peppers I... means. They do call it that though. I'm pretty sure that's a slang term in England, but sure. Put it Maybe in the that's author fine. was getting a little dirty at this point, and that's. I mean, it's still fifth what year. It means. It's fifth year, and they're y'all. Seventh year. They're seventh year. Everybody's got hormones. Everybody's horny. Everybody's got boners just walking around with Tiny them. Boners. So many people are really just able to keep their peckers up. And on that note, here's our favorite moments from that chapter. And movie section. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Selective. If you think that that means we're going to get matey with the Slytherins, you got another thing coming. I'm not going to lie. I kind of sound like you said mating with the Slytherins. If you think that we're going to start mating with Slytherins. <laughs> that makes it a whole new sentence. And a whole new book. Yeah. Mm. Hogwarts hmm. After Dark. Right? <laughs> Awkward. That's another middle name. <laughs> Harry Meddling Patronus Niffler. Niffler Marie Eeyore Potter. <laughs> For James, his actual middle name. For, well, <laughs> that changes pretty quickly. In double potions class. Well, it's Snape. He has that talent. Everybody has to have a talent. Mm. This is definitely one of his biggest strengths. Mm-hmm. It's like master potion brewer. Asshole. <laughs> and I will give him potion brewer above that. Yeah. Master potions master. I'm going with it. And then massive buzzkill. Oh, yeah. Voldy using jazz hands, but like evil jazz hands. So, you, you know. Aren't it- all jazz hands evil? You shut your mouth. <laughs> jazz hands are brilliant. Jazz hands. Spirit fingers. These are not spirit fingers. These are spirit fingers. Anyway. Well, Voldy has his body back, so he can't do spirit fingers anymore. I mean, Voldy has his body back. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> <laughs> but all of these things in the dream are being emphasized by these hissing and slithering noises before Harry just bolts upright, breathing heavily, visibly shaken, as one would be when you see Voldemort giving jazz hands. Spirit fingers. <laughs> Super creepy. <laughs> Bitch Maul just laughs and wonders aloud as to why on earth they would need to use magic in her classroom, prompting everyone to silently shout, Because this is a magic school, you twat waffle! It would have been beautiful if somebody actually shouted that. Right. I imagine that's what Hermione was doing in her head. Or maybe her eyebrows were doing it for her. I don't oh, know. Oh, for sure. If her eyebrows could talk, I bet you anything they have a potty mouth. Oh, definitely. But yeah, that is where we are going to cut this episode off. Because how else can you end an episode on any moment any better than keeping your peckers up? I mean, I need that on a bumper sticker. I'm not even going to lie to you. New shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Merch line. Maybe for a perks pack. Do like the <laughs> twins with like bird beaks. I'm here for it. Yes. Yes. Keep your peckers up. So like I said, we're cutting it off here. Don't be sad. We'll be back next week with the next section of this. In the meantime, keep your peckers up. Mm-hmm. We're going to skip the Potter pondering for this week and just save it as one big one for the end of these episodes covering the differences between the UK and US versions of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and just move on with our wizarding word. This is an exciting one for us and for any of you keepers that are in or can get to the Cleveland area. We are going to be throwing a Harry Potter fundraiser complete with trivia, 
a costume contest, a raffle, and a live Potterheads of History podcast episode on Friday, September 29th. Check our socials for more information. This week's trivia question is, in the U.S. version of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Neville accidentally calls the Sorcerer's Stone the Sorceress Stone. What does he say in the U.K. version? The first one who responds with a correct answer in the code word hashtag HistCorrections will get a sticker. Another way to get a sticker is to rate and review us through iTunes. If you don't have an Apple account, then you can write us a recommendation on our Facebook page. Make sure to email us at forfoxsakepodcast at gmail.com to let us know you did, and we will get back to you to figure out which sticker you want and where to send it. Don't forget to find us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, TikTok, and Twitter at foxsakepod. Following us on Podbean at foxsakepod.podbean.com will get you the episode as early as possible and give you a leg up in answering the trivia question. You can also go to our website at ForFoxSakePodcast.com to check out our For Fox Sake and Harry Potter related merchandise for sale. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel where we post our weekly podcast episodes, cooking show episodes, vlogs, bloopers, and other random videos. We have a bit of a backlog on episodes, but we hope to get caught up this summer. If you would like to support us as a patron, you can sign up on Patreon.com slash FoxSakePod. $2 and up a month will get you some awesome perks like For Fox Sake swag, access to our Discord channel, chats, virtual hangouts, and more. And join us next week when we continue talking about the differences between the U.S. and the U.K. versions of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and our favorite parts from the episodes covering the book and movie. Thanks for listening. We hope you hear us again. I'm Katie. I'm Carly. I'm Ellen. And we are For, for Fox, Fox Sake. sake.